Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast, and this is NBA Check-In. What's up, everyone? It's been a little while since I checked in. Uh, I did the first day of the NBA restart, and now it's nearing the last. So I didn't really get to check in much during the eight-game stretch, but I have been keeping up with the games, uh, mostly with the YouTube Uh, full game recap those are a really good way to see a game in 10 minutes you can see all the best action from the game commercial free well mostly sometimes they throw in the commercials on the youtube but uh, either way it's a nice way to uh, catch up on the games and i've done that a lot but uh, this is the first day i've had on uh, a full game on again uh, since the restart and it's the end uh A few teams have already uh, finished. Amazingly, the Phoenix Suns were the perfect team in the bubble, the only team to go 8-0, and they needed it, and it still might not be enough. They need help. As of right now, it's a do-or-die season-on-the-line game for the Portland Trailblazers. They're playing the Brooklyn Nets who are already locked into their seed in the East and it's a four-point game right now in the second quarter. Portland's up 54-50 with five minutes left. So uh, as I record, as I always do, I like to have a game on the back and kind of comment as I talk about what else has been going on in the league. So uh, I like to record usually at the end of the game and then it's uh, hopefully a clutch situation and I can narrate it but uh, not going to do that this time because it's almost time for uh, the week one eviction for Big Brother hopefully you've been listening to the Big Brother quarantine BBQ if you keep up with Big Brother and all the stuff we do here on E-Society if you do shout out thank you and if you don't you know no problem (laughs) thanks for listening to NBA check-in so um, yeah, I figured I'd just check in on the way the league has shaped up the state of things. Uh, I know the East is set as far as their matchup, so I want to try to pull that up if I can find it. But uh, one thing I also did want to mention that I had saved for this pod was the draft lottery is set for next Thursday, August 20th. And if you're a long-time listener to E-Society and a long-time listener to NBA Check-In, you'll know what a fan of the Warriors I am. And obviously, uh, they had a really bad season this year with all the injuries and ended up with the worst record in the league. That being said, I found a post today which showed their odds of getting the picks uh, in this lottery. They will almost assuredly get a top five pick. Uh, This isn't the strongest draft, um, but uh, it would be nice to get that one pick, even if it's just for trade, you know. Uh, That being said, we have a 14% chance at the number one pick, a 13.4% chance at the two pick, a 12.7% chance at the three pick, a 12% chance at the four pick, and a 47.9% chance at the five pick. Obviously, this is the amount of, you know, ping pong balls they get. So it's interesting. It diminishes between picks one and four. And then obviously we have the most shot at that 
that five pick, but that would be like worst possibility for us uh, to get that number five pick. So um, I'll probably do an NBA check-in for that just to completely cover where everybody's uh, drafting in the lottery. But uh, that being said, let's try to find where the east matchups are i guess i could just go to the standings that might be easier i was trying to find a post with it but uh we can just go to the standings we know the east is locked so in the east we got uh, the one seed milwaukee versus the eight seed orlando orlando stole a game from toronto last year so it'll be interesting to see if they can at least do that uh against milwaukee um i didn't plan on uh making picks, but I might as well, I figure, as I read these off. I would say probably uh, five-game series. Uh, I will give Orlando one game, and I'll say uh, Milwaukee 4-1 in that series. The second series is Toronto and Brooklyn, and although Brooklyn looks good right now and they got Karis LeVert, they're still missing too much. No Kyrie, no DeAndre Jordan. They're missing too much, and I think Toronto's going to sweep them for nothing. The next series is Boston and Philly. And if you've been listening to NBA Check-In, you'll know how much I love Philly. I love their roster. They were my pick to win it all in the East, but it seems like nothing's gone right for them this year. And even getting all that time to heal in the bubble, they get back and Simmons is hurt and Bede's hurt a little. He'll play, but uh, Ben Simmons will almost definitely miss these playoffs. So... Who knows what they'll do, but uh, I don't like their chances. Uh, one, maybe two they'll get out of Boston, but I'll go ahead and just say Boston gets it 4-1. Uh, Boston's playing well. They're talented enough, so I'll give that series. And then the final series is one of the most interesting, Miami and Indiana, just because of how well in the bubble uh, TJ Warren has played for the Pacers. And uh, Jimmy Butler is, like, taking it, like, personally. And last time they played here in the bubble, like, he really, like, shut him down and had a huge game. And they kind of went face-to-face. So that was a big thing on uh, social that uh, if you follow any kinds of NBA coverage online, you probably saw that. So uh, that's not surprisingly, as the 4-5 matchup, that's the most entertaining of the bunch and I think that one will probably end up being I'll say Miami in six so four to two I'll give the Pacers two games so uh, that being said they're you know both 44 and 28 so you know as far as their record go, they're even teams, but I do like Miami, and I like Miami to get this series, especially with uh, Jimmy Butler and him almost, like, like really taking how well TJ Warren's done. He had, like, some crazy games. Social was going crazy, talking about he's the the greatest all of all time as, as far as the bubble's concerned because of uh, the points he was putting up. He had a like back-to-back career high games it was really the talk uh, early here in the bubble of the league so uh, that's the eastern conference out west things are still shaking out and we are going to have a play-in uh eight nine it came 
down uh, right here to this last game where Phoenix, like I said, they went 8-0, eight, eight and they're waiting to see if Portland loses this game, they're flat out out, and Memphis would be the eight seed, and they would play Phoenix in the play, uh, play-in. If Portland wins, they become the eight seed, and Memphis would have to win twice against the Blazers in this play-in, so... A uh, real interesting scenario there, but uh, right as I tuned in today, I caught the end of the Jazz Spurs, and it was the first time the Spurs were eliminated from the playoffs and not in the playoffs since 1997. That's crazy. If you listen to uh, BBQ, you know I have a daughter. If you listen to East Society Podcast, you know I have a daughter, Jade. She's basically the third member of East Society, and uh, she was born in 2000, so... Three years before she was born was the last time the Spurs didn't make the playoffs. That's completely insane. And, of course, you know how Popovich is. He, after the game, that's all everybody want to talk about because that's a huge, like, media story. But uh, as him as a basketball coach, I'm not surprised. He shrugged it off and, he, you know, he gave the the media a little trouble talking about like what are you talking about what streak you talking about of course you know he's looking at from the coach's perspective where you know 20 years ago doesn't matter this season mattered he did say you know he appreciated how well the team played in the bubble they had a winning record I think they went like six and two in the bubble but in the end it wasn't enough they needed they needed more they almost needed to go undefeated like the Suns did so uh, that's crazy in the end. Phoenix ended up with a 34-39 and 39 record after going 8-0 in the bubble. And San Antonio was 32-39. and 39. So, pretty interesting there. But yeah, like I said, we are waiting to see what happens in this game. I'm going to cut. I'm going to leave NBA check-in. Obviously, it's only the second quarter right now. So, um I won't be able to record and say what happened. I'll probably come back when the seeding game happens between either Memphis, Portland, or Phoenix, whatever the play-in game is. Whenever that's decided and we know who indeed is playing the Lakers, this is all a fight to play the one-seed Lakers in the West. Uh, That being said, I I really like these teams, Memphis, Portland, and Phoenix, but... You know, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, there's almost no way they don't just sweep whoever it is. Obviously, if uh, the Lakers had to choose, I think they'd rather see Memphis or Phoenix. Probably in the order Memphis, Phoenix, and then they'd least like to see Portland. But uh, either way, it shouldn't be a problem for them. So... Uh, the next matchup we got the two seven matchup is the Clippers and Dallas. Uh, obviously, it'll be exciting to see Luca and KP and Seth Curry see what they can do. Boban and you know the scrappy Mavs. But in the end, I also expect uh, big things from the Clippers. They could win it all this year. So uh, I also expect a sweep in that series for nothing. Uh, the 3-6 matchup is Denver and Utah, the Nuggets and the Jazz. This one is a pretty good matchup, but in the end, I think Denver's depth will put them over. Um, Utah can probably get, will definitely get one. They, they could get two. 
I'll I'll go out on a limb and say they get two. So uh, Denver in six in that series is what I'll say. And then finally, the four or five matchup. This is crazy. Uh, OKC, uh, they actually got the four seed. They technically count as a home team. Uh, and Houston ended up with the fifth seed. They both ended with uh, 44 and 27 records, but uh, let's see what, what made the difference here. It might have even been uh, like... Uh, no, it's not. Is it point differential? No, it's not that. It's got to be the head-to-head matchup versus each other. I assume that's what decided it. And interestingly, OKC's have been one of the biggest surprises this year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, Chris Paul's going to want to. He's going to want to win this bad. And the big problem for Houston. I really like their chances coming into the bubble here. I know Russ, he dealt with the virus, but he got over it and he didn't miss anything. But now he has a leg injury he's dealing with, and it's a little uncertain if he'll play in the first round. And I think that could make all the difference in the world. But that being said, I think this is the one I'm going to I'm gonna give. This one's going to go all the way. I think even without Russ, I think... Uh, Harden has enough firepower to make sure this goes seven, but in the end, if no Russ, then I say OKC in seven. If we get Russ, I got Houston in six or seven. If he can get back for the series and like contribute and make a difference and not have his leg bother him, we'll see. So uh, just to check in on the game where we're at, it's about uh, a minute till halftime and Portland 69, Brooklyn 61. So it looks like I, I would assume here Brooklyn really has nothing to play for but be a spoiler to Portland. Um, I mean, I, I don't know why they wouldn't considering they're probably going to get really just wiped off the map. Like I said, with Toronto in that first series, like why not win here and, you know, have this feel good win? Cause you might not win again uh, here this season, this bubble season in the playoffs. So I foresee them getting swept. So why not try as hard to get this one? So uh, 71, uh, 65 Portland right now, 71 and a half. That's uh, Warriors type numbers. They're putting up there. So, yeah, just a quick little check-in. Like I said, it's I'd be shocked if uh, Portland didn't win this, which means they will basically host a three-game series with the Grizzlies. If they win one, they're done and they're in and they're locked into that seed. If Memphis can beat them twice, they will move on. So uh, Memphis, who had the eight seed this, you know, going this whole off time, coming into the bubble. Uh, I know a lot of people thought the Pelicans would fight and get into that spot. And going back to that first NBA check-in uh, that I recorded here in this this bubble return, that was like what happened to the Pelicans. Like they did everything but get the wins and they couldn't win. And I know uh, there was a lot of talk on uh, Zion's conditioning and how he looked. And in the end, they just didn't bring the defense. Lonzo Ball didn't bring anything. Uh, Ingram was their best player, but 
even that wasn't enough for them and they couldn't get it done. It'll be interesting to see what goes on with them further. Uh, former assistant coach of the Warrior, uh, Alvin Gentry, is almost sure to be let go. There was a whole new GM and, um, you know, behind the scenes regime there. So I expect, you know, new things for the Pelicans. They probably want to a new head coach, a new voice for Zion to hear in his second year. Whenever that begins and however that begins, it'll be interesting to see if the bubble restarts for the regular season. That would be really interesting because there was only a handful of teams, obviously, this time. A bunch of ones that had nothing to play for weren't invited, obviously. But uh, it'd be interesting to see if, like, (laughs) this is where they start the the season again because... So far, this has been perfect. Like, no new virus cases in the bubble, and uh, the games have been really good. It was it was actually really cool to see. Like, you do like that idea of home court advantage and teams traveling around and reasons and back-to-backs and things like that, but when everybody's playing basically the same home court, it's interesting to see, like, how good the level of play is, so... On that note, I think I'll bring this one to a wrap-up. I'll probably do a quicker, even shorter check-in for whatever happens with the Portland and Memphis series. I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. Poor Suns. They went 8-0 and couldn't even sneak in. So it's, It's almost a shame. Like They came, they tried so hard, but they did everything they needed to do, and they still needed help, and it doesn't look like they're going to get it. So... Uh, But they are the bright future sons, as uh, Kevin O'Connor says. So (laughs) I'll leave you with that. And until next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, E-Society.